This is the Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Hey everyone, good morning. This is Patrick Donahoe. Welcome to the Wealth Standard Radio. This is episode 139. Now, this is a, this is a pretty unique episode because it's going to talk about a recent adventure that uh, that I went on uh, to the United Arab Emirates and uh, specifically to the city of Dubai. And I went there not just for a, a vacation. I rarely go on anything uh, as far as travel that uh, that is personal. It's all, revol- it all mostly all revolves around business. Uh, but we went there uh, with a, a, a recent uh, mastermind group that I joined called the Venture Alliance. And the Venture Alliance was uh, started a few years ago by uh, by Jason Hartman. And uh, it was quite an adventure. I, I had never been to that part of the world before. And uh, I'm really excited for you to hear this this episode. Now, on the episode, I, I invited uh, one of my good friends, a client of ours, and and also also about a year ago became one of our advisors. His name is Gary Pinkerton. And uh, so Gary was also part of this uh, this mastermind group, and it uh, and we just you know talked talked about a few things. So specifically, the two main topics were uh, number one, the idea behind a mastermind group. Now, uh, many of you maybe have heard what this name is. So we really got into you know the nature of the group and the the nature of why these groups come together and and their objectives. So we get into that topic, and we also get into the topic of Dubai. Uh, Dubai, in a sense, is you know it's one of the most popular cities. In, uh, in the world right now, and because it is one of those uh, those cosmopolitan hubs of uh, the Middle East, but it also includes India uh, and Asia, and uh, really it was a cool experience just to, to see all the different uh, nations represented at the, the hotel we were at, but also in some of the tourist things that we uh, that we did. So we we get into kind of the discussion about Dubai and talk about uh, the Peter Thiel zero to one concept, which is basically something arising out of nothing. So I think you guys will get a, get a kick out of that. Uh, now Gary, as I as I said, Gary is one of our guys, and Gary uh, I've known him for for a number of years now. Has uh, an incredible background uh, in the military. He's actually finishing up his uh, his final year uh, at the Naval Academy, but he uh, he commanded nuclear submarines uh, on several missions, and uh, really just has an amazing mind. And uh, you'll definitely see that in this uh, in this interview. So, as I before we wrap up and and get to uh, the interview, uh, go ahead and check us out on iTunes if you are listening for uh, the first time uh, on iTunes. It houses several of our past podcasts. Um, well, I think almost all of them. So I think you can get all of them on there, and uh, and also you can leave reviews. So if you do like what you hear, we'd love to uh, to get your feedback. And uh, also, uh, you can go to thewellstandardradio.com on this page. We have some of the show notes as uh, as well as other resources. So definitely go and check that out. Okay, let's cut to the interview. Uh, so Gary uh, Gary Pinkerton, Gary, how's it going? I, I can see you. Audience can't. Periscope. Let me see if Periscope can see you. Periscope. Let's let's go Periscope. Oh, that was kind of rough. There you go. There's Gary. <laughs> it's, a, it's an incredible pleasure to be on the show. It's been way too long. I've been with the group for a couple of years and a client for almost five. Um, and I'm extremely excited to start this part of my life working with Pat uh, and being on this podcast. It's awesome. And spending a week in Dubai with you was incredible. No, it was. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was a, killer, a killer time. Let me turn you up a little bit. Um, but let's, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll give... I'll give a little bit more of your of your background, if you, if you don't mind. You can you can chime in. Sure. So you're you're about to end a, a career in the military, and right. uh, and you're currently you're currently serving at the naval naval academy. 
correct? Right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. But where did where you you spent your formative formative time um, on a on a submarine? You were the commander of a nuclear submarine for for several years, correct? That's right. Yeah. So I was only commander for two years, but I've been on four of them. Uh, we typically rotate on for about three years and off for a couple of years to shore duty to recharge. So I've been on four uh, submarines, three of them attack submarines, one ballistic missile submarine. It's been a great career. I'm just finishing up 25 years here in uh, this summer. Awesome. And we we met. I mean, obviously, with you know, with how how Paradigm does our you know our. Uh, our marketing and the clients we try to do everything virtually, everything online, and so we meet people in all walks of life. So we were fortunate uh, enough to meet you. I think it's been three, three years, maybe four years. Yeah, I'm not sure how. We're around there. Uh, over four years, yeah. So yeah. In 2011. So and it's been an incredible, incredible relationship, and we've, you know, we've gone on some uh, some events together. Uh, then a couple of years ago, as you were thinking about, you know, what were you going to do after your your military career, we. You know, you were exploring your options, and uh, one thing led to another, and so you've you know you've been slowly transitioning to be one of uh, one of our advisors, and um, and yeah, you have an incredible you know, the knowledge you have in regards to just becoming a client. I mean, that was the due diligence you went through and how you learned to understand how this would affect you know you and your family, and and uh, also your real estate investing over over the course of time. I mean, you went into a lot of uh, a lot of you know research mode, and I bet I bet that's kind of part of your your personality, uh, regardless. But it was you know it was awesome to to meet you then and, and become a friend of uh, become a friend of yours. Um, but you know essentially this this group that we you know they, they were a part of you I just joined in December you've been a part of this group for for how long for over a year since it started correct that's right just about a year we uh, just did our, our third meeting we'll have the fourth coming up here shortly and that'll round out the first year so it was um, June of last year uh, in 2015 when we started cool so this is this is the venture the venture Alliance uh, mastermind group and essentially you know it's a it's a group of uh, primarily real estate investors uh, and business owner, and, and and it was it's put together by uh, by by Jason Jason Hartman. So Jason Hartman is uh, for those of you who don't who don't know him, he runs a number. I mean, how many podcasts does he have now? He at least has a dozen, maybe yeah, he's, maybe yeah. more. <laughs> he's got quite a few six that are active, and he's got some that are I think a little dormant still. But yeah. he's a busy man. He is super busy, and so he's I mean he's an active real estate investor himself. Uh, his most popular podcast is uh, the Creating Wealth podcast, which is always you know in the top. Uh, on the business section of uh, of iTunes, uh, but he's the one that put this group this group together. And Jason has an incredible network and incredible uh, depth of of knowledge on all different topics, not just not just real estate. So he put this you know put this group together, and it uh, I didn't know what to I really didn't know what to expect because obviously I knew you know I knew you and and uh, did I know anybody else in the group? No, I, I knew Jason a, a little bit. Uh, Jason's a client as well, but but nobody else. Uh, and so it was kind of a leap a leap of faith. And Cynthia. Uh, my wife, you know, she didn't really know what she was get, getting herself into either, but she knows by now that I'm pretty crazy. So, you know, there's there's very little that uh, that intimidates her. But, uh, you know, she came along, and so we took a a 16 hour flight over to uh, to Dubai. And, you know, when you first heard of this this trip that we we're that we we're going to go on for the group, like, what were your what were your thoughts around Dubai? I got to tell you, it was a little, well, first of all, I was real excited to go to Dubai because amazingly in my uh, Navy career, I, I've not spent much time in the Persian Gulf and certainly I've never been in Dubai. Uh, so I was real excited to go on one hand, but on the other hand, like most uh, big trips, when they get closer, you're busy as can be and you're like, gosh, can we just put this off? You know, so I was, I was dreading it a little bit, just the planning side of things. but. You know, it turned out to be just incredible, a life uh, kind of changing event, but certainly a life memory that, that I will never forget. And it was, was awesome being close to, to you and Cynthia 
um, and experiencing those with you, but also just the incredible people that you know we were there with. It's just it's just amazing to meet. No, that's that's uh, and that's the truth. I mean, you, you that was. I mean, I, I think I shared some very similar sentiments uh, to to you, but because of your military background and your influence and your influence and knowledge there, I mean, I know that that would have been somewhat of a a, a reservation. So for me, it was. You know, I'd never been anywhere. I don't think cl- close close to that. I mean, I've been to Europe a, a few times, um, but the United Arab Emirates is made up of, I think, seven seven different countries, and it is in the it is in the Middle East. I mean, we were, you know, a hundred miles from Iran, and, and and another member of the the mastermind group was a um, is, is currently in the uh, uh, in the Navy, but he's in uh, on, uh, a plane instructor, aircraft instructor. But he was a fighter pilot, and he flew missions. You know, right around that 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 vicinity. So for him, it was an interesting interesting experience. Uh, but going there, you know, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, you always see pictures, and you know, the most famous video that I've seen recently is those those jetpack guys that have these you know these these uh, you know um, turbines attached to them, or and they just drop down out of a plane and and soar over over Dubai. And it's a beautiful a beautiful area. But you know, it was kind of a surreal experience. I mean, that city is. Is amazing. I've never experienced anything like it. I mean, the 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 scope of of the buildings and the architecture. Every building is different, and they're massive. I mean, I was looking out at at my uh, out of my window today at downtown Salt Lake, and the biggest building is like the Wells Fargo building, and the buildings that were in Dubai were like, oh my gosh, it was like hundreds of times, not hundreds of times, but seemed like so much bigger uh, just on the on the scale. So it was. You know, it was, in, it was interesting just to kind of experience that, but also to be in a, a different culture, right? To experience, um, you know, the, the Arab Arab culture, and it's and it's much, you know, it's much different than uh, than the United States. Um, so, what, you know, before we get into the topics, like, what was your, you know, what was your, uh, how would you sum up your your experience in Dubai? No, I, I thought it was great. A lot of the same things you just mentioned there. But the thing that hit me time and time again was just the scale at which they had produced these buildings. And there was construction, of course, going everywhere. We joked, uh, I know this this was a joke that started in China, but uh, Jason Hartman's mom, I don't know if she created this or not, but one of her famous sayings on his website, or his uh, podcast is that the national bird of China, when you fly in, you recognize it's the crane, like the metal crane, you know? But yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just incredible construction going on there, but it's all happened in the last 10 years, you know, from, from sand to, you know, to huge structures in three or four different areas. You know, it's not just downtown. No, and that's, that's the truth. There's, I mean, it's building inside the city and continue to be build larger and larger structures. Uh, and then also, you know, outside of town, larger and larger structures are, are going up. So it's incredible. I mean, it was... If you ever get a chance to go there, it's great. It's a flight and a half. I mean, that was probably the most grueling part part of it. And you know, we got a deal on Emirates, but if you wanted to upgrade to, you know, to first class or to, to so first class is is like a condominium. They have like showers and a king size bed, and you have like your own butler. But it's thirty two thousand dollars for a flight, and then first class is like, you know, just, I think normal first class maybe with a bed. And it's it's uh, what was it like sixteen thousand dollars, and then you have co- coach for you know fifteen hundred bucks. But it's it's one of those things where you know sixteen hours was in, was insane, and then plus I got sick. But it was nonetheless it was a, it was a really cool a really cool experience. I mean um, you know we, we could go into all the details of uh, what we did, but why don't you give us one of your 
the biggest takeaway being like you know the place the the thing that influenced you the most and i'll give mine and then we'll uh then we'll cut to the cut to the meat of this thing sure about dubai so for me again you know i i'm uh, i think i'm i'm a someone who really loves real estate and uh and so that place really spoke to me and my biggest takeaway was uh you know i knew that i enjoyed real estate i enjoyed you know investing in real estate and and somewhat buildings, but it wasn't until I set foot um, in Dubai and drove around the place that it was obviously made hit me like a brick wall that I am inspired by beautiful architecture. Yeah. And, and you know, there's not obviously much history there. I mean, there are some older mosques, especially in like Abu Dhabi, but in Dubai, most almost everything is new. Uh, but the way in which they've approached that city by making uh, you know a thoughtful predetermined skyline and then building every building to that skyline is just incredible. The Marina district that we visited there on, on one of the days has yep. this gorgeous, um, you know, man-made river that goes down the center of two rows of just absolutely breathtaking skyscrapers that all complement each other. You know, it's not like that they just put them up one at a time. They're not just random. Later, put it's all totally built together. So to me, it was the absolute beauty and the thoughtfulness that they put towards that architecture and then the speed in which they did it. I know that's a, that's the other big thing. All right, so that was your takeaway. I'll give mine, and then we'll cut to uh, the meat of our podcast today. So mine, um, those were all those were all part of it. Visiting Atlantis. I mean, Jason had a, a contact who then had a contact who was the general manager of, of Atlantis, which is this massive resort there, uh, and got us to you know tour some of the the rooms and it, it was just the, the the luxuriousness of it and, and how. You know, you, people use their minds and create something so profound. I think the architecture was was part of it as well. I mean, it's the kind of Howard Rourke fountainhead idea, which is, you know, it's architecture should represent the the embodiment of somebody or the, the human being. And I think you know there were some really cool buildings and how they were put together. And like you said, there was so much strategy and thinking that was put into not necessarily the building itself, but how the building fit in with you know the rest of the. Uh, uh, the landscape, so it was it was uh, it was profound, um, and then my my big takeaway was uh, was the desert desert safari the desert safari adventure. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah, that, that was, yeah, it took a land cruiser and you went out into like the desert of of, uh, of Dubai and, and it was crazy. And that and that's the big thing was we'll segue into the the meat of this program is it's all desert, it's just this one giant sand pit. Right, and yet something so amazing comes from it. But no, I thought it was cool. I mean, it was a very—I've been on some of these, you know, little excursion safari things before, and you know, they're very commercialized. But this one was incredible. I mean, it was very authentic. The food was authentic. The entertainment was very clean. Um, but I just, you know, one of the things that I really wasn't expecting out of that of of the culture in that part of the world is the friendliness of of the people. Right? They may speak a different language. You know, they may be represented by you know political rhetoric, but. I mean, the people I encountered were some of the nicest people in the in the world, and you know, it's just one of those things where you know the media always polarizes us with you know how how certain cultures are. But I had a great experience a lot, you know, especially interacting with some of the people that were were on that safari. I wouldn't say jungle, but you know, desert sand safari. Exactly, I agree with that. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and segue into uh, the meat of our program. Okay, let's go ahead and get to uh, so the the meat the meat really consists of just two principles, right? The two first principle is a zero to one principle, and uh, and then the other is the mastermind concept. Mastermind is is something that's existed for a long time. It's had several different names, but we'll use the zero to one first. So Peter Thiel, 
And you know, he's a famous VC guy. He worked with Facebook and a lot of other, other big companies to get them off the ground. But he wrote a book called Zero to One. And the idea of Zero to One is looking as, as an entrepreneur, your the, the success that he sees really doesn't come from making a better uh, you know making a better Red Bull, making a I'm happy to be drinking Red Bull right now, but making a better telephone, making a better whiteboard, making a better car. I mean that could be part of it, but he really sees the biggest opportunity is zero to one, which is creating something that does not currently exist. Right, the means to make it may exist, and this you know example of it is something has not existed for since the beginning of time, right? Microphones were invented, right? Cameras were invented, computers were invented, software programs were invented. All these things came from something, you know, basically nothing. They were just ideas in someone's mind and they created, you know, a, of something physical out of it. So that's the idea behind the zero to one concept and that's why, you know, Dubai is so profound to me is because here you have this, you know, basic a blank canvas, right? White canvas. And because there's nothing there, there's like maybe some there's some water because it's you know part of the the Persian the Persian Gulf and I can't remember the name of the Gulf on the on the other on the other side, um, but you have you know little water and then the rest is just desert. It's sand and maybe some brushes, right? That's it. But yet somebody had the vision and it started with you know fishing and it started with pearl diving uh, and then it went into you know shipping and and then you know it took it took off and it does some oil. But now it's the, one of the most famous cities in the world. It's the fastest growing cities in the world. Uh, and everybody knows what it looks like. People, they're, that now they're not just building on what existed, but they're actually creating land, right? The, the resort that we went to, the Atlantis Resort in Dubai, is, was created by just taking some of the sand that was out in the desert and then, and I'm sure they did more than that, but then they made this big palm tree out of it, right out of nothing. And basically started putting houses on there and putting uh, buildings and then putting this massive Atlantis, beautiful, beautiful water park and, and resort. So the zero to one concept when it comes to Dubai is that, you know, somebody just said, look at that's nothing and I'm going to create something out of it. It wasn't one specific person. There's a lot of people involved. But nonetheless, I mean, what Gary, I guess what you know, the question I can ask you is like, how do you, you know, what what type of, you know, what, what do you get from from that? When you look at, you know, the opportunities that exist, you know, in our in our world today in society today and you look at Dubai and what it's become, I mean, what 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 does that make you feel like? What, what are some of the things that are going through your mind when you thought about just Dubai was nothing and now it's this, you know, huge metropolitan monstrosity? I mean, it's huge. You're right. I mean, monstrosity is not really, uh, you know, too much overstating it. But, uh, yeah, so you're right. It went from sand to uh, one of the largest cities. It's got the largest or uh, most active airport, and they're building one ten times the size of that one right now. You know, <laughs> and so I mean, it, it is the biggest. And and you know, if you compare it to Atlanta, that has a, an active and large airport, Atlanta's certainly not building one ten times the size of its current one. You know, moving forward, so the scale that it currently exists at, you know, from its zero to one concept is impressive. And yet, they're not slowing down; they're speeding up. Uh, and you know, it's it's kind of like the, you know, the movie The Field of Dreams where he builds the baseball field in the middle of nowhere, right? That's kind of what happened with, with Dubai, yet they had the inspiration like he did to, that um, once it was created, it, it would work. Um, and they're continuing to build it. So they're already building the bleachers for the 40,000 fans, you know, to come watch the stadium, and it's not even finished. So, um, you know, and it's not perfect. It's, the city is not at full capacity right now because economies do affect it. Um, but, 
it is an impressive demonstration of you know inspiration and and um, you know what can I do? So that, I mean, they saw an opportunity that the world was looking for a place for people to meet uh, safely in the you know in the Persian Gulf or in the Middle East, uh, and for families to you know enjoy themselves in opulence and uh, and good vacations, and it worked. And so you know the biggest thing for me is just that an inspiration can take you a long ways, and I think that's kind of what he's saying in zero one that. You know, don't spend time polishing a product that somebody else has created, but, you know, use your innovation to uh, go much further. And, and I mentioned to you that, that I'd gone to the computer electronics show, the CES in, in Vegas, and, that, yeah, and that was so incredibly inspirational because I saw all these entrepreneurs doing exactly that in their own little way, doing zero to one, creating some product to help out the drone that was in the next aisle over or whatever, you know, something that was needed, and they just made it. That was, that was great. No, it's the same thing with Dubai. I mean, I think with with the industry that's created, you know, in industry, and then you look at you know just a um, you know a, a capitalistic society. It's a, it's a function of you know one thing creating a ripple effect into other things, right? And I think with you know what is Facebook when Facebook was created, it created it, but then look at all of the other companies that it inspired that you know Facebook has either bought or used components to. I mean, it's and you're right when you build you build this huge metropolitan area and you have these you know the, the, uh, benefits from it, whether it's conferences, right? Now you, instead of, you know, going, you know, to, to India or going to, you know, some other country that it's kind of not, because you're not going to go to Baghdad to have a, you know, convention, right? You go, you go to Dubai, right? And Dubai has, is famous for that now. Um, and so you have tons of people coming in from, you know, from the Eastern world to have conferences and to mastermind and who knows what comes from that. I mean, I thought Tupperware was like dead, right? I'm like, you know, Tupperware, it's in Napoleon Dynamite and, you know, there's guys selling Tupperware door to door and, you know, Tupperware parties. What I haven't, I mean, you go to Target, there's a Target, you, there, that's where all that stuff is. But, but there was a Tupperware for the East, you know, for from Asia, there was a Tupperware, a Tupperware conference. And, and we don't, you know, we don't look at the benefit of Tupperware because we're kind of beyond that. But the rest of the world, you know, may, may still have a massive amount of value for those type of connections. And it's clear because they're having a conference in, in Dubai at the JW Marriott, right? So it's like one of those things where, you know, it becomes a, a conference area, right? But there's a raceway there. And uh, there's also, you know, the shipping and transportation. I mean, they were shipping and transporting from other places. Now this may be more a convenient place, right? So it's, it's kind of like you never know what what something is going to going to become and and typically you know people are are gun shy about building something right or creating something because they're afraid that they're going to to fail um, but you know there's a number of sayings but you know failure is a myth failure does not not exist it's just basically the the the, the step the, the wrong step in what you were trying to take to, to achieve your goals. But I think with, you know, Dubai, they've probably done a lot of stuff. You know, they're, I think they're overbuilding. I mean, I look at it as a real estate investor and I'm like, man, crane here, crane here. I mean, what's the occupancy? What's the price per square foot? What are they, who are they building for? Where do they find the demand? What type of metrics are they using? And I really, I, I you know, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's kind of like the Steve Jobs idea where, you know, he was having product launches and the products didn't even exist yet. So sometimes, you know, that is like the hardcore entrepreneur that takes those risks. And in Dubai, you know, it's one of those things that's been created. And I think, you know, oftentimes people don't take um, enough risk, right? And I'm not taking risk, which is you put all your chips on, on black. No, 
you you take risks from a standpoint of trying this and trying this and just continue to try and not being afraid of failing. Look at failure as the whole failure, failing forward concept, right? But I think Dubai is you know the epitome of that just because you know it, it basically is proof that you can have a wilderness of nothing turn into one of the most beautiful cities on uh, on on planet Earth right now. Yeah, and it's amazing that everyone I met that was visiting there, and everyone I met that worked there, and a lot of them, you know, were were uh, Indian, uh, you know, of Indian descent or uh, Malaysian, but everyone there had a similar vision. You know, it, it was there was no one, no one that I met that said this is crazy. Why are we building up so much? You know, I mean, they they all saw the productivity of it, and uh, so like you said, it, it's not, it's perhaps a little bit overbuilding, and it's certainly not full today. Um, but the vision's there, and it's it's held widely by everyone I met. No, it is, yeah. and it was fun. I mean, I, I wish I wish I was you know in better spirits just because of getting you know getting sick. But um, you know, even at even even at the uh, um, Atlantis, right? You, it could have it could have been Disney World, right? Looking around, you saw a lot of different cultures. I mean, it's a me- I mean, everywhere is a melting pot right now, but. It was amazing, you know, just seeing people in all different cultures having fun and being with their kids and going on slides and and whatever, right? Hopefully, they didn't swallow as much water as I did on the ride that you that you convinced me to go on. <laughs> Perhaps that was a little bit of a harsh one for the first trip. <laughs> I should have known when, like, the first two people that like were in line in front of us, like, they got there and they're like, "Oh no, I'm not going." <laughs> so, that's anyway. right press on right press anyway, on friend, just, yeah, you, just gotta, you just gotta take the plunge right alright so that's so that's Dubai Dubai was an awesome experience you know and, and the group that we were with made it even sweeter and I, I think that group was um, and this is why I love these these types of groups you know those that are at high levels and they want to push limits and they want to do amazing things and you know they do crazy stuff like you know taking a trip like that during a work week Right, just to be with a group of you know seemingly strangers to talk about business, talk about opportunities, talk about struggles that they're having, and you know it was, it was it's profound to be around that type of uh, that type of character or personality because it empowers you. It's very very motivational. So let's now get to this idea of the mastermind mastermind concept. Uh, but before we do that, uh, just if you if you like what you hear, if you you know new to the podcast. Love for you to, to go on to iTunes and subscribe. Um, subscribing's free. We don't charge anything for it. We do an episode a week, and, and uh, we just try to provide information that's, uh, that's valuable. We love um, you know, to go on there, subscribe, and you can uh, automatically receive new episodes as they, uh, as they come forth. And we have a really, 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 really cool ones. I'm not sure if the episode is going to come the following this one or before this one. I can't really remember. But anyway, last couple of episodes have been really cool. We have a, a, a really awesome guest, Barry Dyke, that was on there. And uh, fascinating individual, really good interview. And then we also have some really cool interviews that are uh, that are coming up in the next uh, the next few weeks. So uh, definitely uh, subscribe on iTunes to, uh, to do that. And the show is called The Wealth Standard. Okay, so Gary, this idea of a mastermind, I loved. I mean, I've loved this this mastermind concept for um, for a while. You know, I I uh, during 2008 and 2009. When you know my right right after paradigm life started, you know the economy took a nosedive and it it it, it affected me in in um, you know some pretty significant ways as I broke away from a partnership and took on a ton of debt um, and it, you know the, it was I, I can leave that story for another day but one of the things that got me through that time were were a few books and uh, the first book was the law of success and sixteen lessons by Napoleon Hill. 
And the lessons in there are profound, especially the first like six or seven chapters I read hundreds of times. And a lot of what Napoleon Hill talked about is this idea of the mastermind that when you have, you know, he says like between, you know, two or more, I would say like three to four to five to, to 15 minds in a room creates another mind. Right, and it's the whole velocity concept where you, if you have an idea that's expressed, it, it creates another idea that creates another idea that creates another idea. So the nature of conversation amongst groups like this uh, creates another mind. And so this is where the mastermind concept was born, uh, but it roots back, you know, hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of years. Uh, Brandon, who is one of the participants in uh, in the conference, uh, talked about Benjamin Franklin's mastermind group. Now he didn't call it a mastermind group; he called it the the Junto, the Junto, right, which is Latin for meeting, I think, because Junto in Spanish is is like a meeting. Um, but Junto, that, that was not, that was uh, Benjamin Franklin. So you can look up on Wikipedia. Maybe we'll put that in the show notes. But you can look up on Wikipedia what the principles of the Junto, you know, the Benjamin Franklin's mastermind group was. And it was profound to hear uh, Brandon talking about it because he went through line by line each of the principles that I, I think we subscribe to in, in, in our group. Would you agree? I do. I, I do agree with that. I had, my experience was the same as yours. I first came across this concept of mastermind uh, in reading Think and Grow Rich, which, you know, came from the 16 uh, Laws that book that, that he had written earlier. Um, but Napoleon Hill was just amazing with that, and and he he was incredible with his um, you know his was so graphic you know the people who were in his mastermind they were all kind of made up and he he went through this as a subconscious kind of of world, um, but the people he had in his uh, mastermind were certainly people we'd all like to have in our mastermind, uh, you know and he had presidents he had Abe Lincoln he had Napoleon you know but but the, you know the thing is it's kind of like uh, brainstorming that we do today in businesses where where you're, you're thinking about ideas or you're bringing up ideas and, and it's being approached from 15 different angles if there's 15 people in the group and you, you very quickly get to uh, counterpoints and, and um, supporting points but you get through a concept so much faster that way with a lot of different perspectives from very intelligent people. Um, yeah, and the, the Junto, uh, a little bit different perspective than the mastermind concept but it was really unique to see um, how he gave tasks and rules, you know, everyone will bring this, everyone will ask questions of one another, and he, he framed it so that it was it was effective and, and a pretty efficient process. So I remember reading Benjamin Franklin's biography as well, and, and that really stuck with me, and it was awesome that Brandon brought that back up in detail for us. But you're right, it was very similar to what we were trying to incorporate, and we even thought specifically about some of the things from Ben Franklin we're going to incorporate you know, next time for ourselves to make it more effective. Yeah, and that's, you know, and, and I think you know, all, all groups, I mean, you can put whatever label you want on it, but I think if the end is, is similar, I mean, that's, that's the nature of this whole idea. So you can call it, you know, whatever group you want. If mastermind is cliche to you, then you can use another, you can use another name, but the, you still cannot argue with the principle of it. And so that's why, I mean, I've, I've been in a number of, of mastermind groups um, and some have lasted uh, longer than others, but I think a mastermind group is almost paramount or uh, critical to to growing. If you don't have that type of group, it's going to be very difficult to to grow. And a mastermind group doesn't really, I mean, you don't need anything, right? You need, you know, maybe a few people in there and you need to, you know, set aside some, some time in your life. Um, but 
if you can put it together the, the right way, it could be one of those catalysts to, to massive to massive growth. So Gary, let's maybe take a, a moment and, and talk about maybe the, the purpose of our mastermind group and then get into what people should look for. What are some principles of a good of a good mastermind group? So when you when Jason first told you about you know the venture alliance group and this is what we're gonna do, I mean what were like what were like, okay, well this is how I would benefit, this is how I would contribute. Like what were what was going through your mind at that time? Well, for me, I knew that um, having somebody hold me accountable um, is, is a big part of growing, like you just said. So he explained it that um, you know we were going to have like the uh, we call them hot seats, which is not unique to our mastermind, but essentially you come up with uh, some problem you're struggling with, whether it be in business or um, in your investing or could just be in life, um, and you, you speak of that you know for about three minutes and what the challenge is and what you're looking specifically for help with, and then the group will um, you know share in a way in which they give you about 15 minutes worth of feedback, and I found that to be extremely helpful. Um, but but the main reason we formed the mastermind group was to be able to do specifically real estate deals. Um, that are bigger than any one of us. So, you know, a packaged group of single-family homes or apartment buildings or um, even maybe a syndicated deal at some point um, that none of us would want to tackle on our own just based on our experience level and our financial ability. So that was that was the primary goal. Yeah, and as, as I looked at it, I mean, because this is my first, my very first meeting, and I knew I knew Jason. I didn't know anybody else in, in the group. And, it, and so I didn't really know what to expect. But my, you know, whenever I look at these these types of groups, um, first, I look at you know the barrier to entry. I mean, first you look at okay, the group has to pay a pretty you know hefty fee uh, to be a part of it. Uh, but then you have to travel like all over the place, right? You guys, I mean, you guys didn't go as far as Dubai last year. You guys went to um, I know Rhode Island and uh, San Diego and. That was it. This is only the third one. So the next one coming up here is the I, I think the Outer Banks of uh, North Carolina. So they're going to be basically three in the continental U.S. and one outside is the goal. Yeah, so it's one of the. I mean, it's a big, it's a big commitment. So if you look at the person that is willing to make that type of commitment, it tells you something about the group, right? And so my my biggest thing, the the thing that I value, I, there's two main things that I that I value. I I value my is relationships, right? Is having healthy relationships, healthy reputation, uh, and the second thing I value is ideas. So one of the things I always try to do is I try to put myself in positions of having ideas. And because you never know what what can come into your mind, but I really I really do believe that your environment uh, it creates the soil for these for ideas, new ideas, productive ideas, ideas that will help you progress and grow and build wealth. That that's where they, there's some common things that can exist to have those types of ideas. And I knew that a mastermind group at this level. Um, where you have these type of people there, that that is what would um, help me generate these these ideas. Plus, I have a tremendous amount of respect uh, for Jason and everything that he's built. Him and I, you know, we we um, you know, he's a client of ours. And I've talked I talked to him a number of times on the phone and through Skype. I never met him one on one until uh, it was the latter part of last year. I think it was September or October, and we were at a, a, an event. And and he and he was there, and we I mean we talked for four or five hours because we have a lot of you know from our philosophy whether it's life philosophy or political philosophy or business philosophy I mean everything was like almost perfectly aligned so it was awesome to to really you know have that energy there and have those conversations and I knew that if I were able to have a conversation with just him then those that would participate in his mastermind group would even it'd be it'd be even greater but. 
then I screw it all up by, you know, not taking vitamin C and vitamin D on the plane and getting and getting sick and trying to struggle through conversations, but whatever. It'll be it'll be better. It'll be better next time. But no, I think you know this this group, the the Venture Alliance group. I mean, it's 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 not the only one that it's that's out there. Uh, but I think it does have the principles of of what I need. You know, the the characteristics of what I need right now uh, in my life from a from a business standpoint. But doesn't mean that that's the group that you should join. But in the end, I really do believe that everything to you know to to grow and to build themselves and to be better and to make more money and to build more wealth. Um, they, a, a mastermind group, I can't see how that it would be one of the best investments that you can make. So Gary, as you've read this stuff, as you've you know been part of mastermind groups, I mean, you've been in the military, you understand, you are not been, but you are in the military, you understand the, the, the profound benefit of collaboration uh, and communication and ideas, right? Especially in, in tense situations, right? So what would you say are maybe some of the principles of a mastermind group that, that you would maybe list out on a piece of paper if you were explaining it to somebody? Yeah, so the, the collaboration is huge, right? It, so you know, in the you know in the military, we got together as COs of our submarines to um, you know learn lessons from each other. You know, the goal is always to not learn uh, a negative lesson that somebody else learned, but yet leverage the positive lessons. You know, so the, the really a smart person learns from their own lesson. A really intelligent person spends enough time around other people to learn from their lessons, right? So that's you know, that's a lot about about the collaboration and. And of course, you know, most of us in this group, you know, uh, saw the benefits of being around others. But of course, just being around Jason. So I'll I'll take a moment just to thank Jason for putting this thing together and recognize that, you know, and we'll admit that most of us in the group just want to spend some time around that guy because you know he's he's learned a tremendous amount, uh, and he's very giving and sharing with his information for us. And so we've learned leaps and bounds uh, just being around people like him and the other more you know kind of advanced individuals in the group that have got a lot more real estate time. So. Uh, it has been incredible, but collaboration is exactly why we're getting together. Because the one thing you never get back is time, right? I mean, that's the one valuable resource that we don't have a lot of. So, if you can figure out a way to get to, around a bunch of other people, learn from lessons from them, and accelerate your own process of improving and, and getting to the next level, then true. Yeah, so that's a great. A great point. I mean, collaboration is is huge, and I think another principle that you didn't necessarily uh, go into, but mentioned. Uh, is surrounding yourself with smarter people than you, right? And right. yeah, I can't remember who said the quote, but it's you know if you're the smartest person in the room, you better you better find another room, right? Because there's right. you know there's no way to push or stretch you at that at that point, right? And so you look at you know I, I always tell the story um, to some of my guys where you know when I was you know my second year playing hockey in college I went to a I went to a training camp in Minnesota and had junior players and and uh, some semi-pro and I had a couple of uh, NHL players there and <clears throat> just being on the ice with them and playing with them like my game exploded not to say that I didn't have that I, I didn't I, I mean I always had the potential to do that but I was never pushed and stretched as much as I was during that period of time. So it's always making sure that there are those in the group that are going to intellectually stretch you, intellectually challenge you, right? And people are gonna call you on your on your crap, right? And you need to be there and you need to know how to defend yourself and know how to learn and, and you know make sure that you're as open as possible because unless you are, 
you're not going to really get get the lesson. But I, I think you know surrounding yourself with you know the right people is also going to be very important because that helps a lot with accountability, right? If you if you and again I don't I'm not sure how to articulate this, but if you look at somebody that you know is I don't know I don't even, I don't even want to put be very stereotypical right now, but somebody that you know has not done much and and hasn't. Um, you know they're they've been in the same career they've been in the same income level for their for 30 plus years right are you going to put your are, are you going to accept their feedback the same way their feedback or their advice the same way as you would um, from like a let's say a, an entrepreneur or a, a, a Bill Gates or a, a Donald Trump I know some people don't like him but I'm, I'm just throwing names out there but somebody that has achieved amazing things whose advice are you going to value more Right, so it's one of those things where you need you need a peer group that's going to push you, uh, that is going to create accountability, uh, so that if you do set goals, you do make declarations, right? You have somebody holding you accountable to that, um, and it's a it's it's from a position of an admiration and respect, um, not to say that that's why you should do it, but at least it's one of those elements that will allow you to push your limits to achieve more. Would you would you agree with that? Yeah, I absolutely would agree with that. And and like you said, that individual that has been kind of comfortable in their position and hasn't grown, hasn't moved forward, doesn't read books, um, you know, they probably don't have anything that's relevant right now to tell you because what they have is stale or or you know doesn't have they they don't have the vision to to explain something to you. But that individual that is the entrepreneur. Uh, who has you know faced failure numerous times in a row? They recognize that if you're not moving, you're dying, right? So they're they're always pushing themselves and just having a conversation or being immersed in people like that. Um, it keeps it gets you moving, you know. I mean, it, I get inspired just listening to the feedback I receive from all those around me, or just seeing what happened to them in the last three months. You know, one of one of the members of our group, you know, his his um, hot seat the last time was um, how do I how do I get one more store in this, uh, in this, this um, oil, um, basically a Jiffy Lube, a local Jiffy Lube version? You know, how, how do I get one more store and still be able to do that under the 50-person uh, employee limit um, that was being kind of imposed on him? He came back this time and had solved that problem and had the opportunity to go to like 50 stores. Um, you know, so that's inspiring to me. I mean, he just multiplied by a factor of 10. Uh, instead of that one that he was really trying to work on, and he implied he applied the advice that we gave him. So I mean, that's really powerful, you know, to recognize that you you had an impact on somebody else, but to see what they've actually done uh, is is mind expanding for me. Because it's proof to you, yeah, it's it's proof to you that you can do it. They can do it. You, you can do it, right? Right. Um, I would say so. I would say another you know another principle of mastermind group is you know is consistency. I mean, you're going to want standard meetings. You don't have to have in person meetings. Right, I've been in mastermind groups where uh, they've been video conference. I think face to you have to have face to face. You can't just do it over a phone call. That's just me, right? But a fa- another principle of a mastermind group is is face to face, and you can create. It's very easy these days to create those groups. I mean, the whole world is networked, right? And everybody has access to the, not everybody, but you know, hundreds of millions of people, billions probably have access to the internet. 
and doing video video conferences, right, where you have intention, intentional purposes behind it is is powerful. So uh, I, I had planned on you know maybe doing some more in regards to the mastermind group idea. We're running out of uh, running out of time today, but you know if your intention is to is to build wealth and your intention um, is to really optimize who you are as an individual, then really understanding the mastermind principle uh, is is paramount. It's one of those those staple. Uh, principles it's essentially going to be a part of your uh, of your success I have I don't know I really don't know anybody that has achieved massive massive success that has not been part of one or multiple uh, of these types of groups so uh, anything you want to add to that Gary before uh, before we wrap up no I think that last comment was really insightful that you know everyone who has been successful has surrounded himself with people that stretch them, that challenge them, that question their ideas, you know, make them think about what they're doing. Because you can't just stumble your way through, you know, on your own to, to success. I don't think that's happened for anyone. So, I mean, you can call it a mastermind, you can call it a support group, you can call it a mentoring group, but having people around you that push you, that stretch you, and question you is valuable, I think. So, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this group, and uh, I think everyone should join one of some kind. Yep, I agree. Yeah, and we'll, like I said, I'll probably, I'll probably write up, I had on my to-do list to write up a kind of a blog post and, or a Facebook post in regards to, you know, my experience in, uh, in Dubai. So, so look for that in the coming, coming days. But, you know, it was, it's awesome group to be a part of, Gary. You know, it was awesome to, to spend time with, uh, with you as well. And I'm glad, you know, I'm glad I at least was not bedridden, even though I was, you know, 20, 30, 40% capacity, at least I was able to experience it at that because it was, it was an, an enjoyable, an enjoyable time. I was stoked, uh, stoked to be there. Yeah, so I think if you, in that condition, I mean, you look pretty rough one of those days. So if in that condition, it was a good experience, I think the next time around, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, very little that could take me down completely. So, but certainly that almost, that almost did it. But in Dubai, you don't need a prescription for amoxicillin, go figure. And uh, <laughs> not enough for, for, for a lot of those that are, you know, very um, holistic type of, I mean, I, I should have done so many things that I didn't because I thought, you know, nothing would happen. But 16 hour flight, all sorts of little floaties out there trying to make their way into your body. So I learned my lesson once again. But um, but anyway, no, it was a good it was a good time, Gary. It's awesome to have you on here. Let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and wrap up. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed uh, enjoyed that interview uh, and enjoyed uh, this podcast. You know, it's it's one of the unique ones, and you know, I'm fortunate to to be able to uh, to do some uh, business travel and and uh, go experience uh, different parts of the world. And this was uh, one of those one of those great uh, experiences. Unfortunately. Uh, the uh, the physical ailment of uh, of getting uh, getting sick under the weather still affecting me today, but uh, but you know it was totally totally worth it and had a great uh, great time. So the two most important points really are this idea behind the mastermind group. I think that everybody should belong to one. Really, if you look at the uh, the creation of ideas, the creation of um, of this zero to one concept, just creation in general. Uh, it, do, it happening in just a single mind thinking by itself. It, it does happen. I'm not going to say it doesn't. But if you go back and look throughout history, you've had these types of groups that have collaborated, that have uh, shared ideas, that have uh, mastermind or discussed ideas. And really through that collaboration and discussion, amazing things are uh, are the result. So you can go back and look at tons of different examples, whether it's uh, Benjamin Franklin or Napoleon Hill. 
Uh, and you go through even the American Revolution. During the American Revolution, there were tons of, you know, taverns. And everyone thought that, you know, you just went to a tavern to drink. But, you know, the people went there and did that. But they also went to discuss ideas, political ideas, and so forth. And that really is what uh, led to some of the, uh, the revolutionary groups that, uh, that changed the, uh, the framework of our nation. And uh, so it is a powerful idea. I think everybody, especially if you're entrepreneurial, to join one of these mastermind groups. It's, uh, you know, in, you can create your own and you can invite friends. And today you don't have to do things uh, in, in person. You can collaborate and do mastermind groups over video conference and, uh, and, and even phone calls if you, if you want. Uh, but anyway, just if you want more information on that, just Google it. And, uh, and through doing that, you're going to find tons and tons of different examples of, of effective mastermind groups. And, uh, and that's, a, that's about it. Thank you guys for, for joining, and I appreciate uh, all the support. Thank you for all the feedback. If you haven't left any feedback and, and feel compelled to do so, then definitely go and visit iTunes and, uh, and leave, some, leave, leave some feedback. You can also rank us as well, so we'd love to, uh, love to hear from you. Okay, everybody, that's it. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show, your gold standard in everything financial.